Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for making the time to share with us a little bit about transformational breath. You are a pioneer in the field of breath work in the world. You have initiated so many initiatives that are now trademarks for so many schools in the world. And I would love for the people to hear a little bit more about you and about the transformational breath technique. All right. That's a big subject. It's a 45-year history of development, evolution, but I'd like to start a little bit with a true definition of transformational breath because it's really an experience and yet it goes beyond experience in that it's actually a breathing system that has taken many years to develop and get as fine-tuned and I would say as powerful as it is. The system works on all the levels of our being, our physical, our mental, emotional, and our spiritual. And it has the ability to not only clear and integrate on each of those levels, but it also has the ability to bring these levels together into an integrated whole so that we are not sometimes just a body with pain and tension or a mind that's so busy or emotions that are in chaos, that we bring these areas integrated and unified into our holistic being, our unified multi-dimensional being so that we can be a spiritual being having a mind and body and emotions. I love this about transformational breath, the fact that it truly and deeply looks at the human as a whole. There's so many things nowadays that focus on one aspect of the being and transformational breath, it is really a circular approach to all of us. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so successful. I know that many people are intrigued. How did you develop this system? It is so concise, so powerful, so clear. The structure is so well-defined and it is actually extremely successful for every client that comes to a session. So could you tell us a little bit about the history of how these develop over the years? Yes, I would say it has its origins in the mid-70s in Northern California, which I was living, leading a spiritual community in Northern California and also having spiritual classes and services through the principles of mostly prayer and metaphysics. And then the same, let's say, spiritual being who brought rebirthing into modern consciousness came to me internally and basically guided me as to how to bring the components of transformational breath together. And this wasn't like Boeing one night. This was an evolution of piece by piece and taking other beautiful modalities and tools and bringing it into it to make it more effective and to address, as you said, the whole being. So I would say it began in the mid-70s and guess what? It's still evolving. There's still new things coming in all the time. So I like to call it an open-ended process because there's always new information available. There's new consciousness happening on the planet to make it, to give it the ability to continue to grow and expand. And I love that about it, that we are not the same as we were in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s, that it's bigger and better than it's ever been. And people feel this. 
and they have that experience and they want more. They want to master their breath. They want to heal with their breath. They want to transform with their breath and evolve into the spiritual being that they are. I really like this approach that you have taken to the development of the technique, which has allowed it to grow and evolve. Because I think as beings, we face different things and we have different needs through time. And this has allowed transformational bread to stay relevant. And also as your consciousness grows, your facilitator's consciousness has grown and then the consciousness of the people who have come to learn transformational bread has grown. So there's been an evolution, not only in the timeline, but in the depth and awareness of what transformational bread can bring to people's lives. So I find that extremely fascinating. Tell us a little bit about how the technique was when you started working in the 70s. You got this guidance, you started working with breathwork. How did that look at the beginning? The people I was working with at that time, we were going into meditative states with prayer. So they were already in an open subjective state. And then someone who had come up from San Francisco and Leonard Ort's community in the 70s we did a trade and so she did some breathing with me and I did the spiritual healing with her and she said, well, you should bring the breath into what you're doing. Essentially, that's what I did. I followed my intuition and guidance and just had people start breathing. And once we tapped into that energy, then the guidance kept coming, what to look for, what the breathing patterns meant, how to bring other, like we said, tools into it to make it more effective and I think powerful, inclusive, to include the whole being. So it was just real basic in the beginning. And then I think the breath actually taught me what to look for, taught me where to go with my process and how things could continue to evolve and become what it is today, which is such a beautiful package for someone really wanting to experience the full spectrum of breath work not just the emotional and not just to breathe better or maybe meditate deeper, but to take all the, let's say, benefits and bring them into a package. And that's what we're able to deliver in Transformation of Breath. Wow, what a powerful view from the distance here, looking into the past, how beautifully guidance was given to you in such subtle ways. And then you were just able to allow it to grow organically and explore with it and allow it to become what it is today. Yes. So as this started to become more like an elaborate way of working, what were the other elements that came into play early on in the technique? All right. It seemed the 1990s is when things started to differentiate between other breathworks and that I felt that we were meant to, let's say, accelerate the healing process by, I think, first of all, sound came in, working with the frequency of pure sound, which has the same capacity to raise the energy field and integrate the patterns. So sound came in, and it was a very beautiful tool because it could take people from that place of really being stuck and overwhelmed to a place of moving through it and being able to go back and breathe. Yeah. And this is essential because what I noticed in the other breathing processes, people would get to that place 
and they couldn't go any further. They were stuck in their trauma. Bringing in the sound allowed us to move through those intense places and then come back to the breathing to continue the cycles of resolution and integration. Yeah, so breather, I can attest how powerful and liberating it is. The use of the sound in the sessions, I felt profound shifts in my history through the use of sound in breathing. Yes, so sound, and then I would say uh, maybe a little bit later, we started working with hands-on. We started with a very simple system called body mapping where we would apply pressure to certain places in the body that were holding on to cellular memory and trauma. And then as we did one thing, we learned to work with compressions, work with the muscles of respiration, work with holding our clients. And I think you could almost say we're, we are a physical oriented breath work mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of hands-on that we do to support the breather during the process to actually speed it up to work with muscles and places of tension in the body that are holding on not only to issues but to the breath we control our breathing in amazing ways using any muscle you could imagine we're clever that way aren't we <laughs> yes and so the hands-on came in and one thing that was very different that was always part of it was working consciously with the spiritual realms, with the person's higher self, with the beings of light who I have felt very strongly are there to support us on our journey here on earth. So invoking that presence and being able to explore those inner dimensions consciously, not just going into the subconscious and not knowing where you are, what to do, which I'm afraid to say is what many breath works do. Once you start doing this particular breathing pattern, you start tapping into the inner realms. And we need to know really what's there. We need to have support and dominion over that exploration of those dimensions. So it's beautiful that we are working with higher levels of consciousness, beings of light, that take us through this inner journey very carefully and safely. And so that's always been part of it. And that's been a primary focus of transformational breath is the spiritual evolution and opening and development of the breather. And I think having this conscious awareness of the spiritual aspect of breath work, it's really important. And in a way, I think you, as the founder and transformational breath have broken ground into the field of breath work in a very clear way with that. You decided to make this conscious, you created a system to include it into your breath work practice. And over the years, many other breath work schools have followed that guidance and made it also a conscious part of their system. And the same goes for the awareness of the body. What you were talking earlier about the hands-on and working with let's call it the mechanics of respiration. It has been an important part of the body of work of transformational breath. And that is not the case for all the breathwork schools. More awareness is coming into that. But I think you were the first one to actually pay attention to the mechanics of breathing. Yes. Tell us more about that. Yes, <laughs> that's actually very exciting and I almost overlooked it. But basically, one of our key elements where we focus on the physical and like you say, some of the other breathwork modalities skip 
that physical aspect mm -hmm. and assume everybody's breathing the same. What we've learned is that everyone has a totally unique breathing pattern. But not only that, but that breathing pattern has a meaning. It's out picturing many things going on in that person's life. Their subconscious, their expression, things that they've had to shut down and things that they're open to and areas um, and behaviors. It actually can tell us a lot about someone's life behaviors. So this is very fascinating and it is a science that we've developed in transformational breath and people are fascinated, but not only do we get to understand more about the dynamics of what's going on with each individual, but the amazing thing is by changing that breathing pattern, by opening it, by freeing it, by doing the adjusting that needs to happen to make it open and full, that major things will shift in a person's life automatically. And so I became, I'd say, the inventor of the phrase, if you change your breath, you can change your life. And now I hear it all, all over the place, but I'm pretty sure I was the first to notice that and implement it into a system. And so it's a beautiful way of helping a person right in their body be aware of how they breathe, what it means, and how to change it, because we have a lot of skills how to open up the respiration. And then what's going to happen, what does happen when that breathing pattern changes. And this is phenomenal. If that's all we did, we'd be doing a great job. And yet it's just the beginning. And then that leads into these other levels. And I think when I started studying transformational breath, to me that was fascinating. Because I had no idea I was not breathing properly. Nobody teaches us to breathe in elementary school, in kindergarten. And they should. Like, we should really be learning those things. And what I really couldn't really connect at the beginning is that our life history is written in our breathing pattern and as we rewrite that breathing pattern we are connecting through our whole life history and creating that space not only for an open full effortless breath but for that emotional integration can you tell us a little bit more about that we talked about some of those physical benefits and what it does and this importance of the spiritual aspects so you want to Tell us a little more about that emotional integration that happens. I will, because it's such an important part and such an incredible, this is more the mystical part of the breath work than anything because of how we're able to, through the breath, tap into past feelings and memories and have the opportunity to resolve them energetically. But how this happened is that I began to notice that when people started breathing into the closed off areas that they would go back in time, so to speak, and many things from their past would start to come up and emotions, intense emotions, fear, terror, anguish, you can grieve anything that has been part of the human condition. and by noticing how when they were breathing in those closed off areas gave me the insight as to why do we shut down our breathing? Why when we come in here, why aren't we breathing or developing an open free breath? And the biggest part is that we are not free emotionally to express. And especially in those beginning years when we're relating to the world through our emotions from zero to six, that there's no 
intellectual capacity to process. So we just are there relating to the world emotionally. And unfortunately, we're told to shut up. You're good, you're bad, you're this, you're that. And so we shut down a lot. And the way we keep the emotions in the unconscious is to, in a good part, shut down our breathing. So by breathing into those areas, we can not only access these memories and feelings, but the continuation of our breathing pattern allows them to transform energetically, to raise the frequency, permanently raise the frequency, so they're no longer, let's say, part of our energy field as a certain vibration, creating other subsequent similar vibrational experiences. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to raise that frequency into a higher state and be free of that particular layer of that particular pattern. But the gift of this is that this emotional integration can happen very quickly through the awareness of knowing how to work with the breath to keep moving the energy through the sound, through the hands-on, and of course, through the guidance and support of the spiritual beings. So I would say we're a very accelerated, effective breath work to get the job done, to make the most if you have an hour to breathe. There's incredible transformation that can happen in an hour with the breath. And I think we're the champs of that, just being able to work physically to create the opening, mental and emotionally to create the lower pattern integration and spiritually to just be open to the deeper aspects of who we are and even tap into the mystical parts of life which are available once that opening has occurred yeah so exciting all the possibilities it opens to and i think this is another thing that makes transformational breath unique and a pioneer again in this field the acknowledgement of all these different levels of potential that it has Many breathwork schools have these elements, but they're either separated or is the only focus for that breathwork school. So some breathwork is centered on the physical aspect, some breathwork is centered on the mental processing, and some breathwork is focused on that search of the spiritual connection. But you have managed to put them all together and allow them to flow effortlessly between the three aspects of the human being. So that makes it very special and extremely powerful. I would agree, and I would also just like to call it a gift that I feel like, even though a lot has come through me, that it's been a gift and it's been given. And I feel very strongly that we have the package, the complete package for the breath work on the planet. And yet maybe some folks need to focus more on the spiritual phenomena so they will do breath work to create altered states and walk naked in the snow or something <laughs> to just work on their meditation and they would do the spiritual ones. And, and so it's all fine. And the more people are conscious of their breathing and breathe more, it's wonderful. And yet I feel so grateful that we have a system that addresses the whole being every level and they can get pretty much everything with transformational breath. And so I feel that's why we've grown so big so fast. I feel that's why some people will have their first session like you and say, I want to do this. This is why I'm here. Yeah. They'll connect with it so deeply and profoundly because it is a big mission. And one thing 
everyone on this planet, if you have a body, you need to do breath work. You don't get to skip over it. And because it's such an unconscious aspect of life where we're not taught to breathe, that the need is great. It's great for a, a number of reasons right now. But the important thing is to know that you have to go ahead and do the healing and integration with the breath that was designed to be done with the breath. Yeah. There's certain things we do with our spine. There's certain things we do with our mind. And this is the piece that we need to do with the breath. And you don't get to skip over it. Read a couple extra books or say extra affirmations that it has to be done. Everyone needs to do it. Everyone needs to find their breath, have a relationship, a conscious relationship with their breath. And I think that's why this pandemic, which almost doesn't seem real anymore, was so huge for humanity because it showed us the absolute need for people to have a relationship with their breath, to when if and when they had the virus, they could consciously breathe and strengthen their lungs and move the feelings that come up during this kind of situation, not just having the COVID virus, but also the whole changes that brought about in the world. So we need this tool and people found peace and resolution and help with their breath. And so it's a bigger mission now than ever to establish that because Honestly, we don't know what's around the corner. We're surprised at the pandemic, so who knows? Maybe the locusts are coming. We don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the breathing helps anything. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one story. I remember being at a program in Costa Rica. We did it, and it was a venue I never had gone to. Someone recommended. And when we got there, things were not together. The buildings weren't finished. There wasn't enough water. There were no communications, no phones, no internet. And some of the people's baggages hadn't come. And so pretty much we just had a meeting room and our survival thing. But everybody was happy. And you know why? Because we breathed several times a day. Yeah. And we were just in the moment and we thought we were in paradise, even without all those things we thought we needed to survive. So it just shows you the power of the breath to be able to get present, to be okay with what is in the moment, mm. and then to move on into the next experience. So relating that to the impact and the changes we're going through globally, it's an incredible tool to have. And it is a tool. We do some sessions with you. We train you to work with yourself. But this is a lifelong self-healing tool. Yeah. that we want people to use. They think they're coming in for a breath weekend. They're coming in to learn about their breath and use it for the rest of their life because it is a lifelong self-healing tool. And once people find it and find the power and the abilities that it has, it becomes that for them. And it's just a big part of your life every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I cannot picture my life right now without my breathing practice. So it is such a truth that you're saying and I want to highlight you're talking about all the changes that we're going through and things that we lived in the past and I want to highlight something you said earlier you said there's pieces that you have to work with the breath and you can't skip them and I think this is so true because I'm a psychologist and after years of therapy and a lot of progress there are things I could not resolve and integrate and changes I was not able to manifest in my life until breath work. But I also am very clear 
that there's so many events that happen in our lives that are pre-language. All the experiences that we had before we had the mental capacity to process them, to put them into words, to give a name to a feeling that we can never access with the conscious intellectual mind. They are there at the vibrational level and these pieces we will never be able to work without the breath. And I totally agree with you, we cannot skip them. Yes, it's so true. When you think about all the amazing things, the oxygenation gives us, the cellular regeneration, the life force energy, it is our life force, and goes on and on, many physical benefits. So that alone, you can't skip that. If you don't know how you're breathing and you don't know how to breathe better, then that has to happen. And believe me, there are not many things that can access the subconscious and create permanent integration. I don't know of any. That's why I've stayed with the breath. I've explored a lot of things, believe me. <laughs> it's tempting when you're in energy work, like, hmm. But I haven't found anything that has the ability to tap into the unconscious, which represents, some people say, up to 80% of our brain, and tap into that part of us and be able to create resolution there. And that resolution changes our life because the unhealed pieces in there create our experience. Mm -hmm. And so we're going in and we're creating new internal paradigms which create new external realities. Wow. So that, and then early on, and this was my hook, my teacher said that the breath is the key to accessing the higher dimensions. And I was into more spirituality. And it's true, Easterners have known that forever, that the breath is the gateway to mm -hmm. the higher consciousness. And to have a tool that does this in a grounded way, and I say this because there are many people in mental institutes that have that crack in the cosmic egg, so to speak. <laughs> they become Jesus, but they can't ground it into their physical experience. And so they cannot function in their world. And yeah. the way we do transformational breath, literally from the ground up, creates this grounding, this connection to this reality that allows these higher dimensional aspects to come into our experience and into our world in a grounded way. Mm -hmm. So we don't have people going through the cosmos and not coming back because yeah. of the way we work with the breath. And this is not true for many other breath works. They, yes. they will start working in the upper areas, which would, might tap you to those higher dimensions, but there's no grounding in the physical body, and it could be problematic. It yeah. could be problematic. Yeah, sometimes people get, let's say, enlightened in a way, but they cannot carry on with their regular life. Yeah. And I haven't seen that after all these years happen to anybody who is doing transformational breath. We yeah. just witness deeper openings, stronger spiritual connections, a lot of guidance, but yet a very practical approach to the everyday life. Yes, and it's built into the system. And there's just pieces, essential pieces in every level that we're able to share with transformational breath. Again, I'm grateful for the gift and for the people like you who have been 20 years just showing up and amazing teacher, amazing representative, because you live the breath, and you're just such a, an amazing teacher, and we've done beautiful work together, and you know, 
but the quality of people like you, like your sister Laura coming together and being able to supplement in a big way what I've been able to bring to it because it started out as a mom's, not even a mom and pop store, but a mom store. <laughs> and then as it, it grew and its content grew and its expansion grew, more and more people were needed to bring it to where it is now. I feel we're at the forefront of modern breath work at this time and without we're the best or anything like that. It's not necessary, but we are. We're visible because it works. We're unusual. Many people have criticized the sound. It's part of it and yet it works and so people have gotten behind it and recognize the beauty that's there in our breath and the way we're able to share it in transformational breath. Thank you, Julie, for your kind words and I think the sentence you just said is a big key. You say the way we've been able to share it. And that has always been your vision from the beginning. You receive information and you always wanted to make it available to everybody. And you have never been holding it from a place of ego of I have the knowledge and I need to teach you the knowledge. It, was, it has always been an experience of sharing. You decided to keep the technique open so it could grow. You are welcome to the feedback of your facilitators and your trainers to grow in the technique when new information comes. It comes also from other members of the school. But all of that permeates in a very unique way because the vision of transformational breath is also to empower people to be self-sufficient in their practice. We don't see ourselves as teachers. We call ourselves facilitators because we are there to facilitate the process of the client. We want them to be doing this on their own without needing the facilitators. So the vision for the School of Transformational Breath has always been one of equality of knowledge, of sharing, of mutual growth and empowerment. And I think that makes it very special for anybody that comes to Transformational Breath. Yes, yes. And I think it was a vision beyond my individual, like staying up one night. I think they'll do, you know, <laughs> it just was the intention and destiny of this work mm -hmm. to be available, whether you're a steel worker or you're a, a Dalai Lama or anybody. I've worked with enlightened beings and they need to learn about their breath and move the energy with their breath too yeah. because they have a physical, mental, emotional body. It picks up stuff along the way. It's part of the human condition. Yes. I love it. I love that you were able to put your ego aside and maintain that vision in such a clean way. It's not easy. I think it can be very tempting to go the other way. So yes. thank you. Yes. Thank you for your open heart and to yes. your love to all of us, Judy. Yes. It's it's almost like one of my children, the breath work, and I've I have felt very protective of it and I have a here we are in a red room. I have a warrior nature. <laughs> <laughs> and so there have been times the ego has arisen to and yet arisen and fallen and surrendered to the perfect flow of the unfoldment of this work, the unfoldment of the evolution of this planet and the spiritual awakening and it's all together. It's been a dance for me too, taking it on and having to let go a lot and allow it to have its own life, this child, this form of breath work, to have its own life and fulfillment too. 
Yeah. And it's so beautiful that you have been so honest about your journey and what you say right now, the rise and fall of the ego many times. And we've been working together many years. So I have witnessed you face life challenges in so many aspects of life and come out on your feet and loving at the end of any challenge. And I think for us trainers in this school and facilitators, it has allowed us to be human as we do this work because sometimes we have that perception that we to do any kind of spiritual work or work of service we have to be perfect and that is not true we are all in the human condition and trying to survive it and witnessing you go through this has allowed us to grow organically to be honest with our clients to face our challenges and to work um, from a place of honesty and in an ethical way Yes, thank you. But it brings me to another aspect that could be unique. Maybe it's part of other breathworks, but it's the place in consciousness that we hold ourselves and everyone we work with. And we call it miracle consciousness in that we recognize we're having a human experience, but in truth who we are as perfect spiritual beings. And then we hold that space for ourselves when we share it but also to see our clients in that perspective as well. So no matter if they're having relationship or health or financial issues, that's not who they are or who we are. And so to go beyond that human perception and just hold in our consciousness that the true reality of who each of us are. And this in its own way lifts the energy and consciousness in the session because we're holding a high perspective, not feeling like we have to fix anybody. Yes. We're there to help people breathe better, and yet essentially everyone already is perfect spirit at, at our truest reality. Yeah. And so it's bringing that consciousness in, and that may even be the most important part of our journey in transformational breath. And so it is a big part that's part of our training from the very first weekend, bringing that in all the way through our trainer training. Yes, and it is an amazing gift. I love that part of our work. There's so many levels of the knowledge of transformational breath, and I think that there is one that people find very interesting, which is the reading analysis. And I would love for you to tell us what is a reading analysis and how you approach it from transformational breath? Okay, it ties in a little bit what we were talking about before, and yet um, I can literally talk about it and do it for days because it's one of the most fascinating parts of this work, and it has to do with understanding, first of all, having a relationship with the breath, just to allow the breath to tell us a story, and the story's there because the breath is our life force and so how that life force moves within us and how we allow it to move and how we restrict its movement is a very beautiful story yeah. but it's a story that can change in an instant by changing that the dynamics of the flow of the life force within us and so it's very powerful and i feel very unique and the understanding of where our breath flows related to our energy centers related to different areas in our respiratory that have very specific meanings. For example, in our upper chest, 
we hold on to our grief and anger and it blocks the flow of love in our higher will. In the mid areas, this is where we hold on to our fears, our anxieties, our stress, and it blocks the flow of joy in our life. And then in the lower areas here, this abdominal area is where we hold on to self-judgment and guilt, and this blocks our power, our creativity, and expression in the world. So it's so good to understand that, and when there is an opening or movement in those areas, you can support that person in gaining those attributes in their life to be mm -hmm. able to be more loving, to be able to have more joy, to be more creative and powerful. And so we can support them by not only bringing the life force there, but actually program the subconscious because the subconscious has been holding on to beliefs and feelings too. So by giving them powerful statements of truth, we can reverse the conceptualization about those areas too. Yeah. So breathing analysis is an incredible deep science that you just get more and more knowledgeable about it as you develop your intimacy and connection with the breath because the breath is going to tell you other things too yeah. that and we're not there to lay any trips on anyone but just help them gain all the benefits that can happen from a full open flowing breath which literally means someone is in the flow of life when their breath is open and flowing then there's no block to the life force within them and there's no thing interfering with them being in the flow of life oh, beautiful and it is amazing how much information is there available for us and we don't know how to access it so i'm grateful that transformational breath has that yes yes and the gift is you're not stuck with what your breathing pattern means. The gift is you bring the awareness in so the change can happen. Yes. And again, we go back to your phrase, change your breath, change your life, right? Yes. So we, we yes. come full circle with that. Yes. Julia, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know this is going to be extremely educational for people and I hope motivational as well so that more of you can come and explore what transformational breath is and what it can bring into your life. Yes, and there's so many levels someone can come. You can uh, just do a five-minute exercise every day to get your feet wet and then go on and we have half a day workshops, full day workshops, weekends, week long, and then getting into the professional level of facilitation and even a trainer. And there's so many places in the world where this is needed. And so if it's part of your destiny, you will be called and we are here actually to support you every step of the way. Yes, and also now, and one of the gifts of this COVID has been, we have now, the capability to work with you online. So we invite you to visit the Transformational Breath website, also below, and you can find facilitators in your area or you can find them online. So explore in different ways and connect with us in Transformational Breath. Yes, thank you, Eugenia. What a beautiful interview and time together sharing yeah. what we love the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.